Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. And we're back with the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman here, the originator and trademarker of the Berman Method of Golf Performance. The Berman Method is not TPI. The Berman Method is not golf instruction. It's somewhere in the middle, and it's got the best of both worlds. Today, I'm going to reveal three tips on how to increase shoulder turn increase club head speed, and generate more power with your core and glutes, which will ultimately end up in greater distance, specifically greater carry, better ball flight, better ball striking, and overall better consistency of your golf game. Hopefully this leads to stroking the whole ego while we're at it. Before I get into that, I do want to let you know that we are working behind the scenes to come up with some very exciting new products for you, specifically a membership program where I will analyze your videos, you know, videos of your golf swing. So you take a video of yourself face on and then from down the line, but obviously behind the line, you send me those two videos. I will analyze them and I will send you back what I think is the lowest hanging fruit. You fix this one thing and it will dramatically improve your ability to execute whatever it is you're trying to execute. And it's going to be a lot of fun because it's something that we're gaining a lot of traction with all over the country and even multi or around the world, different countries where people are really engaging with the videos that we're posting. So One of the ways that we're going to be able to spread this thing on a much larger scale is you send me your videos, I'll analyze them, send them back to you, and that's how we'll get this thing going in the right direction. So make sure you look out for that. More info on that to come soon. Back to the original thing that we want to talk about today. Three simple, not easy sometimes, but very, very simple tips on how you can increase your shoulder turn increase your club head speed, and generate more power with your core and glutes so that you can have a much more satisfying golf game. Number one, the easiest way to increase shoulder turn is to fix your posture. There's a lot of people that don't understand how bad your posture really is in the address position. I mean, So many of my golfers, especially the ones over the age of 60, they think they look like Tiger standing there in the address position. But when I look at you, it looks like the humpback of Notre Dame. It's like, what the hell is going on here? And the thing you have to understand is when you have that slouched over posture in your address position, you are locking your thoracic spine. That's your upper back. Your thoracic spine, that's where you get the rotation from. And your whole entire spine, that's the section of the spine that's meant to rotate. 
But when you're flexed over in that bad posture position, you literally cannot rotate. It locks your spine down. So that leads to the reverse C at your lumbar spine and wrapping the club around your, your neck with your arms and flipping it, flipping at it with your wrist. So it just sets you up for failure. So here's the thing that I want you to try. Super simple, not always that easy. Get into a standing position with your driver, okay, in a standing position with your driver, and I want you to try to put the driver behind your back. So one hand holds one end, one end of the driver up by your head, you know, the back of your head, and then the other hand holds the other end of the driver down by your belt line. So you have the shaft of the driver pretty much along the spine, along your spine, and the goal here is to get your belt buckle, your middle back, and the back of your head all touching the shaft of the driver. Now, I can tell you right now that at least 25% of you listening, probably closer to 50% of you listening, will not be able to do it without really reaching your head backwards by bending your neck backwards like you're looking up at the ceiling. I do not want you to do that because you're going to screw your neck up. All I want you to do is stand up as tall as you possibly can. Put the bottom of the shaft of the driver against your belt loop or your belt line. Put the middle of your back against the shaft. And then just think about pushing your chin straight backwards to try to reach the back of your head against the shaft of the driver. Do not let your chin lift up to the ceiling because then you're bending your neck into extension to reach for the driver. If you can't reach the shaft of the driver with your head, that's okay. I just want you to get as close as you possibly can without lifting your chin up. It's very, very important that you do this. So we're doing this in the standing position. The next thing that you do is you're going to try to maintain all those touch points in the address position. And this is where everybody fails miserably because you don't get down to your address position by hinging your hips. You get down to your address position by bending your upper back, by slouching over and reaching for the ball. So this is probably the most important tip that I'm going to go over today because it sets you up for success or for failure for the next two steps or the next two tips. So starting over at the beginning, in the standing position, the shaft of the driver is against your belt loop or the back of your belt or the belt on, on your back, right? The middle of your back and the back of your head is reaching back for the shaft, all three of those touch points, and then try to maintain those touch points as you go into the dress position by slightly bending your knees. Do not bend them. Just think about unlocking your knees and then reach your butt straight backwards like you're trying to shut a door with your butt, like you're bowing, you know, if you're in Japan and you're taking a bow, right? So unlock your knees and reach your butt straight backwards like you're shutting a door with your butt. And that will give you the best chance at maintaining all those touch points as you get down into the dress position. And then you're going to take this the driver, from where it currently is on your back, flip it around, put it in your hands, and that will tell you, am I low enough? Am I high enough? 
position where you need to be relative to the length of the driver. So that is the number one tip from today's episode that you really need to master. I mean, you could do this literally a hundred times a day just to get it ingrained into your head over and over again, because this is the thing that sets you up for success or failure for everything else. Getting in the right posture in the address position is so crucial, absolutely crucial. So please do not underestimate the importance of this one. Number two, taking in the address position, you got your grip on your club. I want you to think about if you're a right-handed golfer, I want you to think about your left hand, right? I want you to take your left hand directly away from the target, meaning that the pin should be to your left. I want you to take your left hand directly away from that target to your right. And the way that you're going to do this is before you start moving in the address position, look at where your hands are relative to the ground and put an alignment stick down there. Put a, a club down there. Just put something where you have an, a, some type of alignment stick directly underneath your hands in the address position that is pointing directly down the line at your target. Once you have that, then you just want to take your left hand, go into your backswing, your normal backswing, but you're thinking about taking your left hand directly down that line away from the target. What you'll find is 9.9 .9 out of 10 people will be taking your left hand and wrapping it around your body, meaning that when you get to the top of your backswing, your left hand will not be on top of that alignment stick anymore. When you start taking your left hand directly away from the target versus wrapping your left hand around your body, which ultimately leads to you wrapping the club around your neck, you will be able to generate more shoulder turn. Because what happens is when you force your left hand to go in that direction direct, directly away from the target, you maintain your spine angle much more um, diligently, uh, accurately. You maintain your spine angle much better. When you maintain your spine angle much better, you can actually rotate from your thoracic spine, what I was talking about in tip number one, which is where you get your shoulder turn from. If you don't maintain spine angle, you start locking the thoracic spine again and you don't get your shoulder turn from there. You'll start getting it from somewhere else, which is usually your lumbar spine, which causes the reverse C and or your right knee will hyperextend to give you more turn and or you'll wrap the damn club around your neck and you fold your arms all across your chest and you you lose the extension of your hands away from your chest, by the way, which is what helps you maintain the greatest radius for your arc. The bigger the arc, 
the faster the club head goes. You should know that. Don't get lost in that. If that doesn't make sense to you, go back to one of the other episodes that I talk about that. When you're in the address position and you think about taking your left hand in your backswing directly away from the target versus versus letting it wrap around your body, it will force you to get shoulder turn from the right segment of your body. You will know this because when you get to the top of your backswing, your left hand or your left arm really shouldn't be much higher than parallel. If your left arm is pointing up to the ceiling, there is most likely 0% chance that you're doing it correctly because if you're over the age of 50 and you got that kind of Gumby flexibility, that's just insane. It just doesn't exist. So if your arm is your left arm, if your left arm with a straight left elbow, sorry, I should have said that at the beginning, you want to maintain a straight left elbow. If your left arm with a straight left elbow is significantly higher than parallel to the ground at the top of your backswing, it's highly unlikely that you're doing it 100% correctly. You shifted, you drifted, you hyperextended your right knee, you did something funky. So go back to the basics, stay really disciplined, and go slowly into your backswing, thinking about taking your left hand directly away from the target. And then once you get into that position at the top of your backswing where your left arm is pretty much parallel with the ground, I want you to think about pushing your the knuckles of your left hand away from the target. So push them hard, push them hard, push them real hard. And you should feel all sorts of muscles working here. I have not worked with anybody in my entire career with this particular drill who's not said, oh my gosh, I feel muscles working everywhere. So you're pushing the knuckles in your left fist away from the target as hard as you can without shifting, without sliding, maintaining your spine angle, core is engaged, pushing your right foot through the ground. You're going to feel all sorts of muscles working and you're going, you're going to go, oh man, Jake, I've never felt this much shoulder turn before in my life. And I'm going to say, you're welcome. Hell yeah. Okay, so that's tip number two. Tip number three, generating more power with your core and your glutes. So this is the icing on the top, and it's all sequential. Tip number three comes third. You have to do one before you do two. You have to do two before you do number three. Once you get into the top of the backswing, I already hinted towards it two minutes ago. When you're in the top of the backswing, make sure that your right knee still is flexed. If you straighten your right knee at the top of the backswing, you will not be able to generate power with your glutes. You can't do it. It's biomechanically impossible. So at the top of your backswing, for training purposes, once you get to the top of the backswing, just bend your right knee a little bit more than it already was. Once it's bent, I want you to think about pushing your right foot 
into the ground as hard as you possibly can as you pull your belly button into your spine as hard as you can. So you're pushing your right foot into the ground hard. You're pulling your belly button into your spine hard. You're pushing the knuckles in your left hand away from the target hard. And you're doing all three of these things as hard as you possibly can while you're breathing. And you're working and you're working and you're working. And 10 seconds later, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to rest because I'm working so freaking hard. That, my friends, is how you start to really generate some strength and power and motor control and cognizant awareness of your core muscles and your glute muscles and your shoulder turn range of motion. You want to do this for 10 seconds, 10 second hold, and you want to do it 10 times in a row. The more times you can do this throughout the day, the quicker that you're going to be able to do it really easily when there's a little white thing on the ground intimidating the hell out of you. So the the very basic homework is do a 10-second hold 10 times. That's the basic homework. If you want to be advanced, then do that for breakfast, do it for lunch, do it for dinner. If you want to do advanced plus extra credit, double it up. Do 20 of them, do 30 of them. The more repetitions you can do feeling these muscles working, the quicker your brain is going to be able to figure it out, especially when that little white thing's on the ground and you're staring at a a birdie opportunity, meaning that you had a great drive off the tee. Now you're sitting pretty right in the middle of the fairway and you got a nice, beautiful seven iron in your hands and all you have to do is hit it straight and stick the green and you got a birdie opportunity. When you do this, it is going to make sure that you have, what's the right way to say it? It's removing so much room for error when you do this because the stress is already there. Man, I hit a great drive. All right, that's great. Now I've got an opportunity to hit the green in regulation. I hit the green in regulation. I have a chance at a birdie putt. Man, this is great. Focus on the basics. Focus on maintaining your posture, getting into the dress position. Take your left hand directly away from the pin and push your left knuckles away from the pin. As you're doing that, your core is engaged. You're pushing your right foot through the ground because your right knee is still bent at the top of your backswing. And then you're just going to let her rip, baby. And it's going to be beautifully struck. Nice high ball flight. And it's going to stick the green and probably give you about three to five feet rollback because there's so much beautiful spin on it. Then you're going to have a six foot birdie putt that you're going to drain because you're the best in the world and you're really good at mastering the toughest six inches in golf, which is between your ears. Then you're going to be like, man, I'm the man. Thank you so much, Dr. Jake. This is amazing. I love this game. (laughs) Uh, in all seriousness, do your homework. Do this. Practice this for a week, every single day. 10 second hold, 10 times a day. At least do it. Do it straight for a week. Notice the difference in your ability to feel your core and glutes working. Notice the ability in your sensation on what true shoulder turn is versus wrapping the damn club around your neck. And then notice how hard it is to maintain your posture getting into the address position. These are all things that you should be taking away from this episode. 
Make sure you share this episode with somebody that you know looks like the humpback of Notre Dame or Notre Dame. I'm not sure which way you're supposed to pronounce it. Share this podcast with them. Say, this is what you look like. What Jake's talking about on this episode, this is the old man that I see on the tee box. Fix it. When you fix it, it is going to really improve your game. Make sure you like this, subscribe, comment on this. I haven't gotten many reviews on this. If you like these episodes, do me a favor, review this podcast and keep your eye out for the new products coming out, the swing analysis. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. Until next time, have a great one. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to BermanGolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, BermanGolf.com, and check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We're even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.